Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again! Oh! Yes, welcome to the Hamden Roar. I'm Andy Barge and with me once again for our debate style pod is Ben Ramage of Media Scotland. Hello Ben. Thank you for having me again. Something a bit different. This, uh, this week we're going to be looking at the Scottish players and where they have or haven't ended up in the transfer window. Some big moves for some. A few haven't really materialised. We'll touch on them as well. Keen Tierney to Arsenal was only confirmed about 15 minutes ago. Ben, we've been chatting about it for weeks and months on end. Now I think it was coming to this conclusion naturally. Yeah. Are you pleased to see it get over the line for Tierney? Absolutely, yeah. I think, like you said, it had been it had been rumbling on for a few weeks. I think everyone knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of getting the finances sort of all stacked up. Probably more in Celtic's favour by the sound of yeah. it. Um, getting more money up front, which is obviously fair enough. 25 mil? Yeah. Solid. I think that's fair. I think if you look at the fees that have been going for other defenders, um, especially in the English Premier League, I think absolutely. You know, you look at what he's achieved already. He's only just turned 22, so he's you know, injury-wise, if he stays fit, he's got another 10, 11, 12 years in him. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of uh, plenty of time, and yeah. you know, just such a talented boy. I'm really really happy for him. Delighted, delighted. I'm sure, as we've seen online, loads of Celtic fans. Sad to see him go, some very angry that he's left at, at Tierney and at the club. But I think in terms of career progress and personal ambition, this really has to be a no-brainer for, for Keaton Tierney, would you agree? Yeah, no, 100%. I, I understand that fans are passionate about their club, but I don't see how you can hold that against him. You know, He's nearly quadrupling his wages. Uh, he's going to be playing in what they argue is the best league. Um, whether you think that or not, he's going to be playing against world-class players almost week in week out um, playing with playing with world class players as well exactly and you'd imagine that Arsenal will go quite far in Europe as well um, yeah. you know they've 
I think that they get to the final last season. They got season, to the final against right? Chelsea, Europa League. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a chance of winning. You know, they'll be going for the FA Cup as well. You know, he's got he does have a chance to win silverware. You know, people are saying, oh, will he, will he be able to win things? He absolutely will at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't see a debate um, for why, why not. I, I think what this does as well for Tierney is Arsenal, in my opinion, right now are just below that elite, elite level. I know they're a huge club and have great stature and history. But because they're not in the Champions League regularly at the moment, mm-hmm. I would say there's maybe a group of maybe eight to ten clubs that you would say are the top bracket. Yeah. They fish in the pools that Arsenal, that Arsenal swim in. Mm-hmm. So I think alongside other clubs like maybe Monaco and Porto, um, Roma, teams like that, the elite clubs pick the best players from them. So if Tierney goes on to have a really good couple of seasons at Arsenal, mm-hmm. the big, big clubs might come calling absolutely I mean you look at the teams that have bought from Arsenal recently you know Barca mm-hmm. used to to farm them for their best yeah. players you know who's to say that he couldn't end up there um, his attacking style and John Tambo's not getting any younger <laughs> <laughs> so you just you, the, the sky is literally the limit for him at the moment um, it's brilliant for Scotland to have a player like that um, for a 22 year old to break the Scottish transfer record yeah. you know it's I just think we have to look at it positively. Um, I know we've also got Robertson at left back, like we always discuss, but they don't always—they're not always both available mm. for qualifiers as well. So if we have a Tierney firing at Arsenal and Robertson firing at Liverpool, you know that's a great problem to have, and it's great cover for each other. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's good all round. Does a fully fit and firing Tierney automatically work his way into Scotland's team? Sorry, Scotland starting eleven by any way, any means possible. Mm-hmm. It, it, or is he still? Well, he's obviously behind Robertson, the captain in the yeah. pecking order. But do do we have to find a place, be it left centre half, right back? Where do we get Tierney in, or do we just say unless Robertson is injured or suspended, you don't? Mm-hmm. It is that's it's such a headache uh, mm-hmm. for Clark. I do think Clark's going to stick to his formation, so I. I can't see him playing with three at the back just to try and accommodate Tierney. No, maybe play him. At, yeah, sorry, I agree. Maybe play him at right back, um, but again, I'm not sure if that's his sort of style. Playing someone out of position, I think he likes people that know their position mm-hmm. inside out. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be tough. He's certainly got a better chance, I would say, of getting past Robertson if he impresses at Arsenal, say, this season, if he does really well, then the argument's a lot harder to argue. Yeah. Whereas last season, Robertson, you know, going on to win the Champions League, there was no argument there. Mm. Um, you know, we don't know if Liverpool are going to be the same this season. You know, you think they probably would be, but he's really putting himself... He's going to make it almost a lot harder to not play him, um, which is, is good, for, good for his yeah. prospects going forward. I think, if, well, from a Scotland perspective, anyway, I totally agree with you that it's, it's a fantastic move for Tierney if you put the money aside as we've touched on the players that he's going to be playing against the training facilities will be I'm sure even yeah. better Celtic have good training facilities will be even better he'll be training with elite players yeah. day in day out and, and next uh, ahead of him on the left flank will probably be Pepe that they've just yeah. signed for 70 million yeah. good player by all accounts yeah. I think he's just he's taking his career to that next level yeah. that staying at Celtic wouldn't really have done him much more good I think he's achieved all he pretty much can at Celtic the argument from the Celtic fans is oh, we might win 10 in a row you're jumping ship before that uh, that comes to fruition but football's a short career we said in the office earlier you don't really know what can happen to you 
exactly. and you've got to take these opportunities when they present themselves yeah. and I have to commend Tierney his agent and Celtic and Arsenal to be honest for getting it all done yeah. I think he's been brave I think the safer option for himself would have been to stay living in Muirhouse where he's from and <laughs> playing for Celtic you know that's whereas he's actually you know there's big fish in the Premier League you know is he going to be a success or not he's he's taken a bit of a gamble but I think it's a good gamble to take yeah. and if he, if he does if it does come off then he'll be up in the sort of Robertson bracket um, and you just see how well he's done yeah, that's, that's what he's aiming for I would have thought definitely well let's move on to goalies then we've had a couple on the move as far as Scottish players are concerned David Marshall that's absolutely passed me by I had no <laughs> idea I'd, I'd, I'd not, I don't exactly stalk the Wigan Athletic Twitter account, but I didn't see it pop up on my timeline until days after it had been done. David Marshall signed for Wigan, two-year deal, left Hull on a free. Do you think that would impact his standing in the squad, or as far as you're concerned, um, he's still playing Championship football, Wigan? They're not, but I wouldn't. Are they a yo-yo club? I don't. I don't think so. I think they've been no, in the I Championship for a few years. Lower end, I yeah. thought. Yeah. So, so I think. He played 43 games, I think it was, for the whole last season. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he was their first choice. He's, yeah. he's played a lot of football. He's 34, but there's still... I'd say he's probably got another couple of seasons left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if, if he's one of the best keepers in that league, then he will be considered mm-hmm. for Scotland, definitely. I, I don't see his talent or... I mean, he's a very, very naturally talented goalie, but and if anything, he's probably going to be worked harder mm-hmm. at Wigan. So as long as he has a good season, I can... And a good start this season. I don't envisage him being dropped. Clark seems to have favoured him straight away, right. and he's a very I'm good on board with that personally. Yeah, I think he's a great goalie. Mm-hmm. So, as long as he's still playing at that level of football and he's not, you know, dropping down too low, yeah. or maybe coming up and playing for a, a lower team in Scotland, then I think he will yeah. be in the squad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Liam Kelly left Livy. He was actually in a few Scotland squads when he was mm-hmm. at Livy, wasn't he? But he's now gone down south as well. QPR who kind of fall into that same bracket as Wigan for me they're probably not going to challenge for promotion they'll probably not get relegated mm-hmm. but it's a promising move yeah he's 23 I didn't realise he was actually mm-hmm. quite as young um, he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of potential yeah. um, he was brilliant for Livingston I thought yeah. really good shot really, really confident good with his feet as well um, he's got everything going for him so if he I'm not sure if he's going to be first choice uh, but I would hope that he could get plenty of games there's so many games in the championship yeah um, it's a big league so I would imagine that he'll get plenty of game time hopefully and we'll see see how he progresses yeah. he's definitely one for the future I would have thought well, yeah at 23 there's no real urgency I think we've got a couple of years with Marshall Baden seems to probably be the second choice at the moment obviously McGregor's retired and Craig Gordon isn't really getting the gloves at Celtic at the moment mm-hmm. so if if the, if the keepers at the moment are David Marshall just joined Wigan and then Scott Bain who's cemented at Celtic Liam Kelly at QPR I think that's mm-hmm. a decent three yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. we've always seemed to have goalkeepers good goalkeepers mm-hmm. so hopefully uh, one of the, I think Bain maybe will kick on I hope yeah. playing a lot more for Celtic um, well, one that we have seen in a few squads I don't think he's ever been to, no no sorry I stand corrected he was capped in the South American friendlies mm-hmm. am I right last mm-hmm. summer Jordan Archer yeah free agent now I think he's left Millwall um, the English window shuts today but obviously as a free agent he's got days or yeah. weeks to find the club I'm sure he'll find somewhere I'd but be surprised if he didn't yeah. um, given how much he's played for them mm-hmm. the last few seasons you'd think that someone maybe Some, they were just waiting for the window to close yeah. and see what, what other players what other goalkeepers mm-hmm. had moved yeah. um, and see where he can end up but I'd, I'd say he's a wee bit further down the he's not order up, yeah now. he's not up there for me I can't see him getting back into the Scotland team yeah. get other, 
current time. Yeah, yeah I would agree there. Defence, the main one in defence that has been uh, toing and froing with the transfer move is Scott McKenna. He certainly won't be going to England. Anyway, Aberdeen have got a game against uh, Rijeka in Croatia tonight. He went on the plane. I think that was the indicator when he travelled to Croatia mm. rather than stayed here. It was the message he's staying. Yeah, except when he put the transfer question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I can't think how... Uh, Awkward that would be getting on <laughs> getting on that plane, having just been like, oh, actually no, I really want to leave. Um, I still think he might. I, I've got a feeling that Celtic will go back in for him. Yeah. I think now that they've got all of that money for Tierney, he's actually a relatively small outlay. Depending on what Aberdeen would accept for him, um, I think. Well, they've rejected three and a half. Is that right from Hull? I think and that was it. I, and it, was it five million? I think they rejected from Villa the previous window. Swansea Villa, right? Swansea Villa, 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 yeah. Um, so it depends what they would accept. But now that he's put the request in as well, you know, are you better to just take? I mean, even five million is a lot of money mm-hmm. to Aberdeen, and or would you keep a player, an unhappy player, and just he'll eventually leave in the next window? You'd say probably or the following one. Just I'm not sure. It's a tough one. I know you're not you're not his biggest fan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not McKenna's <laughs> biggest fan. I'm I'm actually quite. I can understand because it's an English team that bid for him, and the money that the English team have English teams have yeah. is crazy just now. Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I would think that three millions a pretty fair assessment of Scott McKenna's valuation. Aberdeen clearly think they can get more, so yeah. why would they accept that when they feel they can get more? You know, yeah. that's absolutely their right, and if they. If they feel that, then good luck to them. But I, I wonder how long they can keep rejecting bids like this for him. Yeah. To be honest, that that's my fear for Aberdeen. I'm not, mm-hmm. not an Aberdeen fan, but I think that at some point his ascendancy in terms of value is going to plateau yeah. or stop. And I think Aberdeen are putting a lot of eggs in one basket yeah. with McKenna. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to miss out because that's a, that's huge money yeah. to them. You know that would stay stabilise yeah. them for a, a while. Um, I think he'd be replaceable. You know they mm-hmm. could go and get another young uh, Scottish centre back. Yeah. Um, and repl- you know, I, I would be taking the money if it was me. In fact, um, three to five million, I think, for an Aberdeen centre half is pretty. I think it's good business for Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and I think it's a pretty fair bid. Yeah. From a champion English Championship yeah, team for his talent. Yeah, I, I I do rate him as a centre back, but I think he's still got a way to go. So I think yeah. that money I would be accepting. Yeah, I, th- I think the the problem with McKenna is that he's not. I know he's, he's done. I would say fine for Scotland in his yeah. appearances so far, but he's not really proven it at a at the same level that, that these clubs play mm-hmm. at down south. So they are they would be taking a bit of a risk mm-hmm. um, for him to come down and show that he can fit in and perform. If they feel that three to five million is a, a risk worth taking, then mm. they, they've tried to do it, but Aberdeen are saying no. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just worried for Aberdeen's sake that how how many more bids can they reject before they don't get the money they're yeah. they're looking for Absolutely. and are forced to accept. For example, if McGinnis' contract runs down, are they going to end mm-hmm. up chucking him for a million? You know mm-hmm. that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. The uh, the next one, which I feel really positive about, is Liam Lindsay leaving Barnsley to go to Stoke. Yeah. I think it's a positive move, only two point five million, but automatic promotion from League One last year. Lindsay was a an ever present, so there must be something there. And that's good money, you know. That's good money for a Scottish centre back. We're, we're not blessed with centre backs at the yeah. moment. So he's twenty three. He's got, you know, he was really well regarded um, 
was it Barnsley? Yeah, yeah, first um, beforehand. Yeah, so you know, fingers crossed, he goes on, gets a lot of games. Mm. Um, you know, for that money, you'd imagine that he'd be a starter, hopefully for them. Yeah, hopefully. So, you know, let's see. That's a good level for him to test himself and prove himself. I've I've been surprised that he's not even made squads mm-hmm. before. I can understand because he's been playing English League One football that he's not a starter for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, when we've got some more, establ- more established pros you know, Charlie McGrew mm-hmm. playing championship Ben has been around for ages mm-hmm. McKenna has work- worked his way in well but I think now if he starts to regularly play yeah. at a, and let's face it he's not saying for Rotherham or such I mean Stoke are mm-hmm. a pretty good team yeah. if he starts to play regularly for Stoke then I can see I can't see an alternative than including him in the, in the squads Aye. No absolutely yeah. given, given the the current players that we have, especially quite aging centre backs, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Clark. Clark doesn't seem to me to be one that is all about experience. I think if mm-hmm. someone's good enough, you you know, you play him. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would hope to see him in the in the squad. A couple of the Kelly boys have been linked with moves. Stuart Finlay was linked with one to Oxford. I think that was for six figures, only around three hundred, four hundred grand or something. I don't I don't think a bid was ever made, but I think Kelly made it clear publicly that. We value Finlay a lot more than that, yeah. um, so that never came to fruition. One that isn't going away at the moment is Greg Taylor, who's linked with Nuremberg. Uh, I think I think Kelly did actually reject a bid for for right. Greg Taylor. I'm sure it was around half a million. Um, Nuremberg are in the second division Bundesliga, currently tenth. They've just started their season two games in. Um, Greg Taylor's uh, sorry Nuremberg bid for Greg Taylor rejected. As far as I'm concerned, Celtic though have just lost their left back. That's uh, whispers that, that are going that, around. Is it's, that a ready-made replacement yeah. there? Um, young Scottish left back. Yeah. Impressed for Killy. Is that fair to say? Last season. Yeah, and he was, he was good yeah. against. Uh, he was good against Rangers at the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was good for Scotland against Belgium. Absolutely, I thought he was yeah. chucked in at the deep end. Managed to tread water pretty well. Which to me was reminiscent of Tierney when Tierney went in early on, mm-hmm. and he was played at right back. I remember yeah. against Slovenia uh, in quite a big game, and he he really performed yeah. well, and he looked older than he was. And I always think that's a good sign. And to me, it looked a bit the same with Taylor. You know, okay, he's young, early twenties. Yeah. I think he's he's got attributes certainly, and I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Greg Taylor did eventually move. I think uh, a lot of people will be aware in Britain and otherwise of what he yeah. can offer. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're just speculating with Celtic here because they've just sold Tierney. But yeah. I have heard whispers from a few yeah. people that are quite well connected yeah. and that Celtic are pretty interested in exploring that opportunity. And let's be serious. If Celtic do want a player from another club in the Scottish Premiership, normally they tend to get their way. I mean, McKenna is one recently that they, they haven't, and Turnbull fell apart at the last minute because of injury, but there aren't many examples. Surely Taylor would take that move if it was presented yeah, to him by so, his yeah. agent. You know, I don't really see the logic in staying at Kilmarnock. No disrespect to Kilmarnock, yeah. but if Celtic come and say, you know, we'll triple your wages... And you'll play at Celtic Park when there's a left back jersey up for grabs. Yes, yeah. I would you say that because mm. the the new boy yeah, probably well, hasn't really hit the ground running. It's interesting um, what might happen there. I know the reports last night of Celtic's game against Cluj. He wasn't exactly getting glowing I reports, was he? Getting quite poor yeah. reports, and from a few of the other sort of reports from games, he hasn't really hit the ground running. So I mean, Taylor's experience now, despite his age, mm. he's really played a lot of games for Killy. Yeah. He knows the league. Um, yeah, I think it would be quite an astute signing actually for Celtic. Yeah. There's one to keep an eye on anyway, whether it's Celtic or elsewhere. Greg goes. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of, I, th- I think most people will be expecting him maybe to spend another year at Kelly and then and then see where he can go. 
Um, one that I'm going to ask you about um, with regards to centre halves is Halkett is at Hearts. Yeah. What can you tell me about him? He's the new Christoph Berra. Uh, <laughs> he just he looks he looks really really confident. Um, he looks like he's he's just so happy defending. He's one of those mm. centre backs that that's you know he thrives on it. Um, he's really deadly in the box as well. I think it was he scored something like 14 goals. For Livingston in the two seasons before he moved, right, okay. which for a centre back is it's, a really yeah, good return, solid. and he's already scoring for us as well, getting us out of trouble uh, in the League Cup. I think he's he is a future Scotland centre back. Mm-hmm. I honestly really think. Is, so. is, is he mid twenties? I don't know much about early twenties. Early twenties, is he? Um, he's he's really got a lot going for him. Really strong, mm-hmm. quick, reads the game really well. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of. I'm slightly biased, but I've really got a lot of hope for him. I think yeah. he's going to he's going to take over from Berra in the short term, in for Hearts, I'd say pretty soon because I think Berra's actually struggling a bit, okay. um, and I think he'll probably go on to captain Hearts, um, yeah. and I'd hope to see him in the Scotland squad uh, again. I've, I've, I won't, I'm not sure if he's quite ready for this this squad, but mm. when you're comparing him to someone like Mulgrew, who I'm not the biggest fan of, I would I would say that. If he keeps performing as he is at the moment, um, if he has a good start to the season, think, would you think Hearts is a stepping stone then for Halkett? Yeah, I could. It's, it's hard to tell because this is like a step up in itself. No, not not, not that he's stage. looking at Hearts as a stepping stone, but do you feel eventually he will go on to. I think he could do. Things, yeah. I think he could do. Right? If, he, if he keeps going as he is, because he needs to obviously perform for Hearts regularly, like he did for mm. Livingston. But I don't see that not happening. So then, at the end of this season or next, you know, if he's if he's been our best flair for a couple of seasons, I'd be very surprised if no one comes in um, for him. So we but, uh, look, we, we can't send yeah, yeah, we can't. We're not in a position to dismiss yeah. exciting or uh, centre backs with potential. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about George Johnson. Speaking of potential, I hadn't really heard too much about him until he was announced by Feyenoord the other day. I know that he's been capped by the under twenty ones. He was Liverpool's captain under twenty three level. Yeah. Um, he was born in Manchester I'm not too sure what the family dynamics are um, I'm assuming that because he's committed to Scotland at such a young age he's probably been influenced heavily in his childhood which leads me to think one of his parents is probably Scottish yeah. I did try and find out online but I couldn't um, so I suppose if he goes over there he's only 20 kind of cuts his teeth with Feyenoord maybe in the reserves of the youth team and works his way into that first team fold mm-hmm. and then again just another positive and I'm not trying to look at this with blue tinted specs but it's hard to see how any of these moves that we've spoken about are, are bad ones so far no absolutely yeah. um, as again, far as defenders go anyway I, I I didn't really know much about him to be fair but you know if you come through the Liverpool ranks you know do you think of the amount of players that they will punt that mm-hmm. don't make the grade and he actually has mm-hmm. you know all the way up to the under 23s um, you know let's let's see how he gets on uh, yeah like you say it can only be positive you know that these boys are, yeah. are going to these big clubs because they just they just wouldn't take them if they didn't see some talent there that they could even if they're a rough diamond that there's mm. there's some talent there that they can they can mould. We, we were joking the other day in the office that soon we're going to have a player in just about every league in Europe. <laughs> Johnston going to Holland, Bates who we'll come on to in a second out in Germany. Uh, Liam Henderson is the, in Italy. Jack Harper who we'll come on to in Spain. Gold still plugging away in Portugal. We're kind of spreading the. Yeah, spreading the Scottish Quite a continental feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the subject of Bates, we just before we came in, I actually saw Steve McGowan of the Daily Mail reporting that Sheffield Wednesday are close to getting one loan from Hamburg with an option to buy 
Hamburg, of course, didn't get promoted last season, so Bates is still contractually a Bundesliga 2 player. I think moving to Sheffield Wednesday, certainly don't think it'd be much of a downgrade. Um, I right. think it would maybe suit him better, to be honest, mm-hmm. maybe even playing in the English Championship. Uh, so again, it's another positive to have, if that does come off, a Scottish centre-half hopefully playing games um, at a strong level in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been called up a few times, hasn't he? To he's played a few so games. Yeah. The managers must, coaches and managers must rate him. Yeah. Um, so, I to keep an eye on it if it happens or not. Even if he does stay at Hamburg, I'm sure they'll probably still be around the Scotland set-up. Anyway, yeah. Graeme Shinney, well, let's move on to midfield. Graeme Shinney signed for Derby on a free. I think the time the time had come for him to, to leave Aberdeen and go and test the waters, hadn't they? Yeah, I think he'd done all he could at yeah. uh, Aberdeen, realistically. I know they could, they could get through to the group stages, obviously, of mm-hmm. Europa League, which would be which would be great. Um, but I think he thinks that he's maybe at a higher level than that. So this is kind of right. Go and prove it. Yeah. you're you're in the big pond now. Yeah. Um, let's let's see how he goes. I but, do I I rate him, but I still don't see him being a first pick um, for us anytime soon. No. But I think he is a, a squad member, probably nine out of ten squads. Yeah. I think, especially if he goes down and does well at Derby, who are fighting normally at the top end of the mm-hmm. table. Yeah. Uh, it's what I like about Scottish players that play for teams at the top end of the English Championship is normally they develop, even if it's just in the short term, like a winning mentality. They're used yeah. to winning. Yeah. And if Derby pick up from where they left off last season, they lost in the playoff final, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, of course, against Villa. Um, so if Derby pick up from where they left off last season Shinny slots into that team yeah. it's only going to help that mm-hmm. yeah. it brings that winning mentality through to the Scotland team mm-hmm. um, and you saw what happened when we had all the Celtic boys you yeah. know when they were on like their sort of peak mm-hmm. um, it, it must help you know yeah. you'll go in there with a positive attitude you sh- I know you should be doing that anyway but mm-hmm. I, I think if you're if you're used to winning that's that sort of breeds confidence yeah so the more that we can have, you know, doing that, the better. I bet he didn't think when he put pen to paper that he'd be teammates with Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they would have. Uh, not for another, not for another five or six months, but that's and it's that's in itself quite a mental transfer, isn't it? I know. I, yeah, <laughs> we could speak about that, but John uh, John McGinn. We just mentioned Villa a minute ago. Obviously promoted to Premier League. John McGinn rewarded with a new five-year deal. Where do you see his standing in the Scotland squad at the moment? I think it's a really good vote of confidence in him because um, obviously when he moved down there. You know, there's no absolutely no guarantee that he's going to do well. That, that he's at that level, and even when they went up to the prem, there's no guarantee that they'll, you know, they'll mm. say right, we're going to build a team around you. But to me, that suggests that they see him as a long-term centre midfielder yep. for them. And hopefully, I'm not a Villa fan, but I would like them to stay in the prem yeah. and let's see what he can do over the next couple of years because there is talent there. Like his passing, his finishing, there is talent there. There's still a few things that obviously needs to iron out, but like we say, playing in the Premier League, he's going to be playing against world-class midfielders, mm-hmm. so that's only going to help him. Even yeah. if he does get bossed on the odd occasion, which he will, at least he is playing against them. So then, when he comes to the Scotland setup and he's playing, we're playing against smaller European teams. He's going to, you know, he should be holding yeah. himself really well and being, you know, mm-hmm. let's go past you. Um, yeah, so I think it's a it's a nice vote of confidence in him, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he yeah. holds himself uh, in the Premier League. Definitely. I've, I've been publicly uh, unsure of John McGinn on this podcast before. I would like to put on record that I do rate him <laughs> and I do think that he's a good player. Uh, I've seen clips of him playing down south and I thought up here he was good for Hibs and he's yeah. clearly clearly valued by Villa. 
but there's just been a couple of occasions when he's played for Scotland where his decision making on the ball makes me nervous yeah. and it's not a constant or every single time but when he gets the ball in the midfield maybe in our own half yeah. I, I kind of worry a wee bit um, what's he going to is, is he not going to release the ball quick enough is his pass going to go astray is he aware of what's around him that kind of thing and I also don't want to sound like I'm a UEFA licensed coach but I do think that he needs to improve the that aspect of his yeah. game his decision making a wee bit sharper mm-hmm. and I, I think I'll be a lot more comfortable with him yeah. starting for Scotland and that for me he will surely pick up in the Premier League yeah. like he you don't get two seconds on the ball in mm-hmm. midfield in the Premier League mm-hmm. so he's going to have to adapt to that so this this could actually be the making of him going up into that league because I think he's got the talent he just needs to sharpen and just be that wee bit quicker and, mm-hmm. and scan maybe the space a bit better because we've seen it in the Scotland shirt he does get caught in possession yeah. just in front of the defence and then they're in yeah. for, for really really cheap and Clark, Clark won't stand for that no. either um, so I, he, he does need to sharpen up um, and hopefully we'll see that when he's playing against better teams Gary Mackay Stephen is off to MLS you actually jogged my memory which just before we came on air I was saying to Ben that I wonder if that is kind of cut and closed on his Scotland career, but of course Johnny Russell's still out there. Mm-hmm. So do you think Mackay Stephen, maybe he's had a conversation with Clark, he might have weighed that up before he's moved out there. I don't by any means think that Mackay Stephen's a starter, but he's been in squads recently. Yeah. So do you think he still will, will harbour hopes of being included? I'd have thought so. And yeah, you know, Russell went out um, and he's been picked. Mm-hmm. So th- to me that says that if you if you light up that league, you know, I think he would really have to... to do really well, yeah. you know. But he does. He does have a lot of talent. He's very tricky. We don't have a lot of players like that that can really turn people inside out. And he, he's very quick, uh, fleet-footed. So, I think if he absolutely lights up that league, then I would certainly consider him. For for short in that area, anyway, I think he, he would maybe stand a chance. We've got our first picks. I think are Forrest and Fraser. Fraser. But when you go down the squad and start to filter down, I mean, Lewis Morgan, for example, has been in some squads recently. I wouldn't say he's any. Better than, than Mackay Stephen, um, so we'll see how he gets on out there. See what develops. Speaking of one of our first choice wingers, Ryan Fraser, he had been linked, sorry, with a few big moves to Arsenal. Mainly that would have been quite funny, wouldn't it? Tierney and <laughs> Fraser in the left wing didn't materialise. You okay with him staying at Bournemouth and just plugging away there for another season? I actually am. I think the worry with him would have been that he'd have moved too early, and mm. he might have ended up being on the bench quite a lot, just getting sub chances. Yeah, and it's, you see that happen quite a lot, and then the confidence comes down because you only get ten, fifteen minutes to make a, mm-hmm. an impression. I actually think he's a, he is their star player, really. Um, so yeah. he's he's pretty much the first name on the team sheet. So have a whole other season. Um, you know, establish yourself. If he d- if he repeats the same sort of assist levels that he got last season, I'm sure that move will happen yeah. again. I think it would be madness to assume that clubs aren't keeping an eye on him. Aye. Like his assisting chances created stats last season will have will have flagged him up to every club above Bournemouth stature in yeah. the league. Essentially, mm-hmm. any club that would be willing to chuck. And let's be serious: if Ryan Fraser was to move in this day and age, he'd probably cost about thirty million because mm-hmm. he's a Premier League player. Yeah. Um, I think that most clubs that are maybe needing to strengthen in that position, not necessarily for a starter, but maybe felt like they needed reinforcements, will have probably considered or looked at him and thought, you know what, give him another season, let's see how things pan out for him uh, at Bournemouth. Yeah. Right. No, I'm, I'm really not worried about him at all. I think he'll, he'll probably do the same again this season and then maybe move next season. Yeah. 
I hope I hope he starts the season well because I think that he's going to be vital for the yeah. the Russia game. Mm-hmm. Everyone will be vital for the for both of them. Aye. But I think if we're going to try and crack the nut, if we're going to get through, yeah. that's it. Yeah. A player that I've spoken about in the podcast before. A couple of my guests actually have spe- specifically praised this guy, Kenny Miller. Said that he was the best Scotland teammate he ever had. James Morrison, mm-hmm. unattached, he's just left West Brom after twelve years. 46 caps for Scotland. Do you think he's yeah. going to reach 50? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so at the moment. If you look at the, the other centre mids that we have, um, I've, I've always rated him and I always really liked him in the Scotland jersey, actually. He's very, mm. very comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it's not always easy watching Scotland. <laughs> it's normally quite nerve-wracking, whereas he always just brought a bit of an element of calm. He knew what he was going to do. He's very good with his feet, very good at holding the ball. Um I'm sure he will get another team. I'm not sure what level that will be. Um, well, there's a few up here linked with him. Uh-huh. I think was it was it McInnes at Aberdeen, flat out after they signed Bryson, just flat out said no, we we can't, we just can't afford that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure if his he'd be willing to drop his wage demands by that much to come up to Scotland. I think just now that's anyway. the issue with coming yeah. back north. So yeah. I, I could see him at another Championship club, but I, I can't see him getting more caps. No, no. I think that would be a shame. Not not just for sentimental reasons because mm-hmm. I like I like Morrison a lot and I'd like mm-hmm. to see him get the fifty. Mm-hmm. He's been an important player for the past decade almost. Yeah. So I think if Morrison can get a move to a, a competitive championship team, another one that's probably on the same level as West Brom or such, I mean, it doesn't even need to be one of the household championship teams. I mean, you have, for example, Bristol City now were challenging for the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. Even someone like that, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one of Ireland's first choice. Wingers plays for yeah. Bristol City, you know, so it's I mean it's a strong level. Mm-hmm. So I'd never I shut the door yeah. on him, uh, given what he's obviously done. But I would, if you look at other sentiments we have, I just can't see him getting in ahead of them unless unless there's a few injuries, which obviously yeah. there will be throughout the the campaign. So yeah, uh, he's he's an option if needed. Then would you clarify yeah. an option yeah. if needed? Okay, well I'm I'm sure he'll find a club. I'm just kind of slightly anxious to see. Yeah, where it'll be. Hope he gets yeah, something decent. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about forwards. Ollie McBurney seems a logical place to start. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that someone spent twenty million on him? I actually can. Which That wasn't meant to sound too negative by the way, but <laughs> okay. I know he had a really, really good goal ratio for Swansea, but I, from what I've seen I, I I can't believe that that's now the going rate, basically. Yeah, yeah. Aye, but to me, that is the going yeah. rate. Um, if you look at the, the insane money that people are going for, that's actually not that big for a Premier League club to spend on a striker. You know, that's you know, if you look at Andy Carroll move for thirty million, you know, years ago, mm. you know, that was the start of all this shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, um, but he's he's twenty three. Um, he's got a hell of a lot of goals last season. Yeah. Um, 20, you know, 24 and 47 games for Swansea and a lot of people better have, than a goal every two games yeah. yeah and a lot of people have really raved about him um, I remember us was saying that he's a bit of the Steve Fletcher sort of mould like he doesn't look particularly like a big like a strong striker um, but his touch is very good um, his finishing is obviously is obviously alright he's come close on a couple of occasions for us I'm sure that he, he hit the post That's and one right. of the South American friendlies I think it was a header yeah Mexico, I'm sure it was the Mexico game. He hit the post yeah. with a header, and I think, I think it cost against Costa Rica at home. McLeish's first game back, I'm pretty sure he missed a one on one. So you'd like to think that a player of that's got 24 goals in one season in the English Championship 
yeah. is going to bury them more often than not. Yeah, I think it's harsh to judge him when he was playing up front on his own for that Scotland team. I think Clark's Scotland team will hopefully, if he's getting service from Fraser and Forrest all the time, then and then if he's missing four or five chances a game, fair enough, drop him. But yeah. I think for that money, you, you don't pay that money for someone if you don't believe that the talent yeah. is there. You can give him number nine as well. You'd have to assume that he's a big part he's of the plan. He's their choice, aye. So, you know, I can't wait to see what he does. I, I, a lot of people are writing him off. And for me, a young Scottish lad's just been signed for £20 million to play in the Premier League. Our last Premier League striker, you would probably say, was Stephen Fletcher. That, for a bit, that, yeah. that consistently scored. Naismith, maybe. Um, I think, you know, let's just get behind him. Yeah. Let's just see how he goes. Uh, I would like to. I can't lie. I don't think the Sheffield United will be a great force in yeah. the Premier League, and for that reason, I wouldn't. I wonder if it, if goals might be quite hard from to come by. This is the struggle that a lot of them have. It's the same as Fletcher and Burnley. They are there are the underdogs in almost every game. They play with the backs to the wall, and they they maybe get two or three chances a game if they're lucky. So McBurney might get one or two chances a game, and so it's very hard to yeah. to judge him on that. I th- it'll be good to see how he gets on against Premier League defences mm-hmm. I mean just like just like we were talking about Tierney it's it's just a great opportunity to test yourself against mm-hmm. some of the best see how you got on and it's really good for Scottish football that we've got two really young young Scottish players mm-hmm. 22 and 23 they've moved for 45 million between them <laughs> you know we maybe wouldn't have thought that that was going to happen yeah, so right. you know and it probably hasn't happened for well it's never happened has it so yeah, let's just let's just praise them and let's just support them as they uh, as they go on. Speaking of expensive Scottish players, Ollie Burke, I think, is going to be given a chance. There was rumours that he would be leaving West Brom. Village seems to fancy him. Mm-hmm. Not sure how that will materialise. Obviously, it proved to be very important for us uh, against Cyprus. Got the winning goal. Yeah. Do you see him really forcing his way into being an important part of Steve Clark's plans? Do you think that goal really had? If without that goal, it would be a struggle. I th- yeah, I think it would be harsh to drop him after mm-hmm. that. Um, I think he's he has got talent. I do think he needs to nail a position down. For yeah. me, I would just have him as a winger. I wouldn't have him as a centre forward. Yeah. Depends what Billich sees. I did see the Billich said that he needs to focus uh, his like his talent in training. Um, he needs to give a hundred percent. And to me, if a manager saying that, that kind of suggests to me that it's maybe not all there. Yeah. Um, so, he, you know, he's got a golden opportunity there. You know, the manager's basically saying, you've got a chance, but you need to prove to me that you're going to work mm. hard for it. Um, if he does, you know, he's got pace, he's got power, he can finish. You know, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of talent. I'd certainly have him in the squad, I think, yeah. you know, against especially Leicester teams, you know, he, sh- he should be doing well against them. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he grabs that chance or not. What about Nasey back at Hearts four-year deal because he wanted to prolong his Scotland career, according to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, I can see, I can see that it makes sense. But I also think he wants to be a coach, and I think that's very much part of this contract. Okay. Everyone's saying, is he going to be able to play for four years? But I don't. I think this this was probably the only way that we could get him. I think there's still he's still really talented. Yeah. Um, I think. He's, he is a better player that Hart, than Hart should probably have, and that's as a Hart fan saying that. 
but I think the fact that we've offered him stability and we've offered him a route into coaching, which he's okay. publicly said he wants, um, I think that's that's worked in our favour, and I think it'll work in Scotland's favour because if you look last season, he scored fourteen, and that was playing half the season. <laughs> you know, I think he would have hit twenty if he'd if he'd been fit. I don't believe that he wouldn't have scored six goals in the last five months of the season. Um, so is he still a pick for you in the Scotland squads then? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's. He's a level above in terms of his anticipation, which is why he did well in the Premier League as well. Mm-hmm. He's so quick. He sees a space and he'll play a flick into it for someone else. He brings every, he is the total heartbeat of that team. He brings other players into it. He plays players in. He can finish himself. He's actually really he's really good at headering, which is surprising because yeah. he's actually quite weak. Um, and his finishing is is still really sharp. Um, for me, I would definitely have him in the squad. Yeah, I would agree. Even if he wasn't as first choice, mm-hmm. I think I'd have him there as an option and even as an influence around the, the team. I've, for example, if we had Griffiths, McBurney, both fit and firing, mm-hmm. Nasey would be my third mm-hmm. striker yeah. ahead of somebody like Mark McNulty. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think that you hit it there with Naismith's, like his attitude. Like that's why Levine busted a gut to get him because he brings... He brings that sort of passion and the sort of determination to, you know, he drives on every single game. It's like every game's a cup final to him. And that, you know, that is the kind of thing that needs to be imparted onto youngsters um, and just teammates as well. He'll drag people mm-hmm. sort of along and, you know, Scotland sometimes need that and maybe sometimes lack that. So I would definitely have him, I think he'd be a good influence in the, the camp anyway. And I still think he could do a job yeah. uh, on the pitch as well. One for the future. Well, not sure if it's near future or far future, to be honest. Jack Harper mm-hmm. is finally playing the league of football. He's just been signed by Katafi, who yeah. Europa League team this season. Four goals last season for Malaga, who didn't get promoted in the end, I don't think, no. anyway. Um, I mean, Katafi, I've noted down here, they're clearly a decent outfit. Only two points off automatic qualification for the Champions League. Now, there's two ways I look at this. That is... One way is saying they sound like a really solid, well-run outfit. Can Jack Harper get into that team? The other is, while that is such a positive that a team like that want Jack Harper to be part of their attack. Yeah. I'm not sure what one it is. I know, and I suppose we'll find out. Um, I'm really glad for him because he obviously, when he came to Real Madrid, there was such a massive furore about him that he was going to be like the next big thing. And obviously, it didn't really pan out for him. So it's nice. I'm sure it's really nice for him to actually sign in that contract. Yeah. Must have been great. Like, right, I have actually made it now. Um, and again, I've obviously not seen him play that much, but he looks from sort of highlights that he's still got. He's got a really good touch, which mm-hmm. surely you must uh, yeah. have if you've come through Real Madrid's yeah. youth team and been a really important part for them. Um, so. You know, you could bring a bit of something different to yeah. the to the squad. Where sometimes we don't have that creation in the final third, he, maybe he could be the one that unlocks the door. Yeah, because he's he's not an out and out number nine like uh, McBurney or like Griffiths, mm-hmm. Jack Harper. He's one. He's, an, he's certainly an attack, a central attacking player, yeah. but he can play just off and likes to drop a wee bit deeper. As far yeah. as I'm aware, what I've read anyway. Yeah. So I think if we keep an eye on him, he, I'm in no doubt that he won't be in the upcoming squads anyway. But. Uh, like I, I don't think he'll be in the squads. I don't know if I made that clear. I, I don't think he'll be in the squads, but I think over the coming months, if he starts to, or if he hits the ground running, or starts to hit a few goals for a team that are playing in the Europa League and yeah. at the upper end of La Liga, I think how, be, how can you 
really ignore that. It would be very hard to leave yeah. him out if he is doing that yeah. when you compare him to who else we've got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really. I think it's been a really positive window for Scottish players. Um, you know, there's been some really big moves and some other moves that are like good for progression. But yeah, especially going into the new season, coming mm. up into the qualifiers, if they can hit the ground running, you know, it could be good for a good, yeah. good for Scotland going into the Russia game. Yeah, absolutely massive game. Well, actually, we'll we'll get together for a podcast when the squad's announced then, which will be a week on Monday or Tuesday, I'm assuming, a week, uh, probably ten days or so before the the game at the start of September. I'm feeling, I don't want to dwell too much on this now, I'm actually feeling really nervous already. Uh, oh, a lot rests on this, but as you say, we've had a couple of good, uh, well, some, sorry, some of the players have had some good moves, I wonder if there's going to be some new faces in the squad, a wee bit of uh, invigoration, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting, I don't know how much Clark will stick to who he had before, um, he's obviously, he'll be working around the clock hopefully, yeah. uh, watching a lot of games at the start of the season, pick on form and you know let's yeah. let's see Russia off <laughs> right, okay we'll get together for a pod in a couple of weeks then cheers for listening come back next time Sports Social Podcast Network